I said, who ate my steak? I said, who ate my steak? I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I said, who ate my steak? I said, who ate my steak? This is some bullshit. This is some bullshit. And say who ate my steak? I said who ate my steak? Period. What a perfect way to start the episode today. Oh, goodness gracious. Hello, 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 houseguests, and welcome to the Cop the Currently Unnamed podcast, where we put the real and the tea in reality, and you can always come to us first to quench your thirst. I'm Logan Murphy, say something gay. Gay, and I completely forgot to make my drink prior to this episode, so I'm going to probably go do that at some point, but for now, I'm just drinking water. Period. I mean, I'm water. Gonna make, I'm going to go make my drink right now. I mean, Hydration is important, but I need some caffeine, so. Yeah. I mean, here. Well, hello, hello, house guest. I am Lana, your resident diva. I'm here to give the tea, spill the tree, and drink the tea because you know I love me some tea. Per. And if you have some tea, you know what to do. Hit me up. And guess what? I am now a house guest in the Big Brother house. I'm going to the Big Brother house. This is my dream. So when this happens, you all know for real. When I get my real key, it's gonna be something. But for right now, I got my key. But I am also just drinking water because hydration is important. And yeah, why not? But 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 if I was drinking, oop, not in my mind. If I was drinking anything else, I would probably be drinking it out of my cup mug, cup mug, da na 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 cup mug, da na 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 cup mug. Period, period, period. And you can get your cup mug at lanajeescreations.etsy.com. Link in the description below. Period. Oh, and it's ticking across the screen right now. Mm-hmm. It should be. And hi, it is Brooke with the Lays. With the um, Lays. Not the Lays. Not the Lays. Yeah, we got to support our Taylor Hill uh Mother goddess queen Taylor Hill today. Uh, regardless, I'm a queer college graduate who plays way too much of Smash Bros. Uh, and for the past little bit, I have finally finished that store. Yay! The incredible, fantastic. If you have time and or money and or effort, go uh, play it. It's on everything. Great game. Uh, and yeah, dear Lord, what a mess have we stumbled into this week on Big Brother. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we've ever started a episode where we hadn't said, good Lord, Lord. what a mess we stumbled into this week. I mean, because it's been a mess since day one, and it will continue to be a mess, I figure, till day 100. So I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm like, you know what? Let's just jump right into this mess. Let's be knees deep in their crap and in their mess. But I, I just, I feel like, the fun that we had this week topped it off this morning with who ate, ate my, my steak? steak. I said, who, who ate, ate my, my steak? steak. And, we'll, and we'll talk about it more <laughs> later on in the program. But first, but, make sure to subscribe. Hit mm-hmm. all the buttons except for the dislike button because we're going to be here covering all of BB25. Which does bring us to a very quick moment we do want to talk about very quickly. Obviously, there is still the ongoing discourse about Jared and his use of the R word and not being removed from the house. And we've seen several um, reality TV and Big Brother reviewers speaking out openly about that um, over this last week. Uh, Specifically, Maddie over at Mad Rose D, as well as Sarah from Nerdtainment. Sarah did announce today that she will not be covering Big Brother anymore uh, due to a multitude of reasons. Um, But knowing her um, a little bit myself and knowing about her long and extensive history of working with Special Olympics, which is something that I I share as well. um, I definitely think the the Jared situation, um, I know the Jared situation was weighing very heavily on her. and it's weighing very, very heavily on Maddie as well. So I just want to send love to both of those amazing, 
wonderful creators in our reality TV space because they both have done, continue to and have done so much work for us to honestly even really be able to be here today doing this, talking about Big Brother. They are two of the the bigger uh, platforms when it comes to people talking about Big Brother and other reality shows. So we just want to send all of our love over to them. We are going to continue to cover this season. Um, it's, a, it's a choice that we made. Uh, we are enjoying a lot of aspects of this season. Um, and, you know, we were, we were in a very similar situation last year when Lana and I were covering BB24. And we also chose to stop covering the season because of the early mistreatment of Taylor, the racism, the misogyny, all of that. Um, so we definitely understand and respect, you know, anyone's decision to not cover this show because there, it, there comes a breaking point for everybody when it comes to what you can handle and what you can watch and what you can consume basically 24 hours a day for a hundred days. Mm -hmm. So we just want to send all our love out there to them as well as everybody else who is affected by both what Luke has said uh, earlier in the season, as well as what Jared has said. Um, and as a, as a panel with both black people and neurodivergent people on it, um, we want to continue to highlight the people that are doing the work, the people that have chosen to step away as well as what is happening in the house, because, you know, there's, there does need to be some people still there to hold big brother accountable and to hold the executive producers accountable. So that is what we're choosing to do with this season. Mm -hmm. So, um, with all that being said, who ate Mimi's uh, steak? I would like to know. Actually, I, we do know. We it was do Matt. know. Jared and Matt. It was, no, Jag and Matt. Jag and Matt ate her yeah, steak. But Which, yeah. You how ate dare you? Steak. How dare you? How because, dare you? so, we are going to be covering the last two days in the Big Brother house. Days 34 and 35? Yeah. 35? Today is... Oh. Yeah, yes. So today is today is day 36. I believe, let me double check. I'm getting my days as mixed up as Sari is now. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, it's been to that point where it feels like it's been like three months. So mm -hmm. we have yeah. Okay, today is day 37 in the mm -hmm. Big Brother house. Oh. Day 36 and 37. Which does make sense because it, it, it's been like, no. Okay, is Jokers a day behind I don't I don't count Joker. I don't count by Jokers, if I'm being honest. I count by and shout out to Reality Barbecue at RBBQ because they are one of the one of the greatest um live updaters. They said that yesterday, which was Red's birthday, was day 35. Therefore, today is day 36. Sounds right to me. <laughs> sure. So I'm gonna say so we are on day 36 in the Big Brother house. A lot has happened. Shocker. We mm -hmm. always come back to these reviews like you were saying, Lon. It's like, good Lord, what is happening? Um, <laughs> but we got split ups with alliances and a flirt mount split up. And we got crazy this come with the vote as usual. Like, it's been a week. It's been a week. The last 72 hours have really <sighs> been divide and conquer, yeah. honestly. That's what I was about to um, say. Yeah. So... Here's where we're at with this week. Here's what we know. Here are all of the baseline things that have happened. Obviously, Jared is the HOH. Mm -hmm. Red and Cameron were put on the block at the start of this week. Cameron won the veto, used the veto on himself at the veto meeting, and Jared nominated Jag in his place, meaning that tomorrow either Jag or Red will be evicted for real, for real this time. For real, for real this time. Um, real. When the what we learned um from feeds before the on the on monday when we were covering everything is that there was a last minute push for america to be the replacement nominee mm -hmm. uh that morning but she was not ultimately put on the block obviously because jag is up there mm -hmm. and lou was the one that suggested jag should go up mm -hmm. <laughs> we talked about the whole seven deadly sins of it all which is slowly starting to become a oh, yeah. more real alliance for Sari. Yeah. Um, which I find very interesting because we've seen over the last 
couple of days, we've had a target shift again. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, hey, this is the first time it shifted, and it seems like it's going to stay that way. Because it, it hasn't changed in the past day and a half. Yeah. Uh, the numbers on the, the vote have changed a smidge, but, like, nothing crazy has happened. Yeah. Um, right now, because originally Jag was getting backdoored, um, yeah. now it's looking like Red's going to go home tomorrow night? Yeah. So this all stems from a conversation that Jared and Red had on Monday night um, where they were talking and talking about future plans. And Red is saying, yeah, no, I'm 100% okay with Cameron going home. I would put Cameron on the block. I'm ready to work with you to take out Cameron, which I believe Red is 100% telling the truth about. Mm -hmm. Red feels very betrayed by Cameron. And so I personally, just from what I've seen on feeds and from the conversations that have been had, I do believe that Red is 100% serious about targeting Cameron next week if he wins HOH. Unfortunately, Jared is still concerned about the potential rekindling of Red and Cameron, mm -hmm. which I think is a very valid concern of Jared to have. Mm -hmm. um, so that evening, Jared uh, was talking with Sari and Izzy, and I believe Felicia and Mimi were in on that conversation as well. Um, and they decided that they are going to flip the vote, target Red, uh, and the original vote breakdown for that was going to be six to four to evict Red, with the four uh, other votes coming from Sari, Matt, potentially Bowie Jane, and and uh, Cameron, obviously, because Cameron's not going to vote to evict Red. Um, mm -hmm. So there was also the idea of like maybe Mimi if it wasn't going to be Bowie. Um, Sari and Matt continued to have that conversation and they were concerned about the optics of that and whether uh, Cameron would find out anything. So they have since decided that they are going to vote to evict Red as well. Meaning that where we kind of stand right now is that we think, and again, anything can happen in the next day and a half, but we think Red will be evicted tomorrow by a vote of eight to two, with the two coming from Cameron and Bowie Jane. Which, yay, not a union. Yay. But, like, even then... <sighs> I mean, I am kind of happy it's not going to be unanimous for the first time this season, but also, like, this is the vote we're splitting on? This one? <laughs> I mean, okay, like, let's keep it 100. Do either one of these people have very good odds of making it more than, like, three more weeks? Maybe four. If they win out. I mean, other than winning out. I mean, winning out is always a possibility. But, like, outside uh, of winning out and also... They've both, I think, have both only won one competition each, right? Correct. And we're five weeks in. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think, I don't think either one of them will last too much longer because, honestly, out of every, out of both of them, me personally would rather see Jag go. And that might be an unpopular opinion, but I would rather see Jag leave because Jag is playing the worst game I've ever seen in my life. Like, he doesn't even know when he's safe to just be quiet. Like, this week, he was doing everything in his power to get himself on the block again. So the fact that he's up there again, I'm not surprised by because he doesn't know how to shut up. Like, Seriously, your friend was the HOH. You shouldn't be on the block. Like, logistically, you shouldn't be on the block when your friend is the HOH. But what you did was start sussing everybody out and freaking everybody out and interrogating everybody on votes that happened two weeks ago. Well, you should have just sat there and ate your salad and be quiet and let the chips fall where they may 
and work on rebuilding relationships with the people in the house instead of worried about a stupid vote. I don't care. You got voted out 10 to zero. Everybody voted you out. Everybody voted you out. So therefore, I don't even know what the question is. Why did y'all vote me out? Because we did. It don't matter. It's over. You're still here. Suck it up, buttercup, and move on. You can be in your feelings, but you don't express that. You keep that to yourself and know that when, when you get your turn in power, you don't owe none of them nothing because they all voted you out. I mean, but, yeah. And the other thing that's on top of that, too, one, the only person I could think of that Jag should have been trying to form a better relationship with was Suri. And at the first part of the week, he did that, right? Yeah. The first, like, first day after his eviction Friday night was when the whole Jag, Matt, Suri of it all came together, right? Yeah. And that was when I was like, great, do nothing else for the rest of the week. Right. Chill, vibe, and do nothing else. And then he just kept going. Kept he going. just could, literally, he was the energizer bunny. He just kept going and going and going. And to the point where Suri, who he formed a final three with this week, wanted him gone up until yesterday. Yes. Right? And now we're at a point where if he does go home, I mean, I don't think he will right now, no. but it could happen. Um, I mean, if he gets at home, if he gets revolving toward, he is the only person that has any room to blame for that. No other bro. And like, if and like, if you're gonna do that kind of interrogation, wait until the nominations are locked. Like, wait right. until Monday evening, and then be like, "Okay, I'm safe for the rest of this week." What happened? Like, exactly. don't like, don't even like take time to reflect. Take time to breathe. You're not being targeted this week. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for the fact that you were going around asking every single person, why'd you vote for me? Like, I don't think he would have gone up. I don't think he would have. It would have been, been Bowie Jane. Oh, Bowie Jane. Fucking yeah. Bowie Jane. It probably, I mean, honestly, it could have been America. It would have been, been America or Bowie Jane at that point because yeah. Jerry don't like America and he don't really like Bowie Jane. So if you would have just, like I said, zip your lip, eat your salad, call it a day, you wouldn't have even been a, 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 a option. But because you started sussing people out and being all uh, Magnum PI and and, and just want to interrogate everybody, now people are like, okay, well he can go too. You giving people reasons to be like, I mean, put put them both on the block. Either one of them go is okay with me. I'm fine. They're they're okay with when they put you on the block. They're okay with you going home. And so you say, I don't want to be a perpetual pawn, but you keep making yourself the pawn. I mean, we're, we're at a point now with Jag, right, where his position in the house has gotten to a point where he really can't do much other than win. If he wins right. HOH um, tomorrow, right, that would be fantastic for his game, assuming he's still there, because then maybe he can form, like, I don't know, genuine relationships instead yep. of, like, superficial ones that definitely aren't going to carry him much more in much longer in the game. But... If he does, like I said, if he does end up going home, it's his fault because he overplayed on a week where he shouldn't he have had to, to play at all. He didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that kind of goes into as well, like, now that we have the nominations locked, neither one of them are really doing a whole lot of campaigning this week. And they're both kind of resigned to, like, well, if I go home, I go home. It's like Jag's been talking and saying like, oh, I'm not going to do what I did last week. I'm not going to do any like in-depth campaigning. I'm just going to trust that like, because America told him a little mm -hmm. bit about the ever-growing plan of taking out Red once the vote flip happened and uh, Corey was informed. So America was informed and America let Jag know. Jag is like, well, I guess I don't really need to do that all that much campaigning. And on the flip side of that, Red is doing absolutely no campaigning and straight up told Sari the other day that if he goes, if she doesn't, because Sari's been telling Red, I'm going to make sure I have the votes to keep you. At least that was the case Monday morning. Mm -hmm. And now, um, and during that conversation, Red was like, well, if you don't end up having the votes to keep me, I'm not going to look at you differently and I'm not going to take it personally. And I'm like, so do you want to be here? Like, I don't... I from both of their perspectives, though, because if you're playing it like red, 
you think you have the votes to stay, you know? And he thinks he's safe. And Jag thinks he's safe. And if they both think they're safe, they're not going to go out and campaign for more votes if they think they have enough to stay. Only difference here is Jag is right and Red is wrong, at least as of present reporting. So, for like, now. I'm about to say, <laughs> at the point when he was talking to Sarish, he, he was right and Jag was wrong. Literally. And so... And this is the thing, and this is why Sari is doing the best job ever in this house, is because everybody who talks to Sari, if she tells them you have the vote, they trust that, and they relax. They're like, well, we got it, then I don't have to do much because Sari's going to do it. Sari's going to make it happen, and if Sari say I got the votes, then I must have the votes. Now, if America would have told him he had the votes, he wouldn't believe none of that, and he'd still be out there campaigning. If Corey told him he had to vote, he wouldn't believe none of that. He'd be out. Even when Bowie Jane say he, if Bowie Jane say he got the vote, he don't believe that because he know Bowie Jane ain't got no agency in this house. But who has agency is Sari. And when Sari says, You're, I'm going to get the votes to keep you, he like, well, good. And if you can't, I understand. Do what you got to do. He's saying that because he feels like he's going to have the votes. Now that the vote is flipped, and Jag is hearing Sari is making this plan that you we got the votes. He like, oh, well, I'm gonna calm down. Mm-hmm. That goes back to the power of Sari in this house, and the fact that people know it, but yet they still ain't doing nothing about it, is mind blowing. But me yeah. personally, as a Sari stand, I am loving it, and I don't care about a steamroll. I'm here for Mr. Reed Steamroll. I'll watch it all day long and be as giddy and happy as a lamb and, and a pig in, in, in the mud. I'm like, yeah, Steamroll Serene. But but that's the thing. It's not even a Serene Steamroll, though, because to me, a Steamroll is you have one alliance who controls everything every week and sends everybody home. I don't think one person counts as an alliance. Okay, Serene has everybody in an alliance. Exactly. And- and she that's that where the steamroll is because everybody's going to protect Sari. Everybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's HOH except America. Literally, except they America. protected Sari. Yeah. And then the, the other thing on top of that is, and like we mentioned, it, it's almost like a big brother solar system, and Sari is the sun <laughs> in the middle of it, right? They all need her right now. At least mm-hmm. in their minds, they need her. Some of them may not. But, you know, that's how they perceive it, right? Yeah. And in Big Brother, perception of how you are perceived by others is the game itself. Well, it happens. (laughs) Welcome back. Yeah, I I blipped. But, like, she's the center of the universe, right? And they think they need her. And if their perception is that they need her, they're going to keep her around. And I think America now, based off of the whole Felicia and Suri of it all, which we're going to get into, um, yeah. you know, like, I could see her instead of putting up Felicia and Suri, I could see her putting up Suri and Izzy, I could see her putting up Felicia and somebody else, you know? I don't think she's going to immediately take a shot at the two of them anymore if she is aware of what's going on. But right now, I mean, America's also been kind of busy with some other things at the moment, so there's that too. Do we move to the Suri Felicia or do we move to the Americori? Where do we want to? I don't think Suri Felicia sent you. I agree. So we are seeing the, not the split necessarily, but we are seeing a, a wedge driven between Suri and Felicia because Suri, Izzy, and Jared are realizing Felicia is doing a lot of talking to everybody. Everybody. She's letting alliance names slip to people that aren't part of the alliances. She's she's having a difficult time keeping everything together. Um, and she's talk she's spreading a lot of information to a lot of people that the Fields family don't want knowing information, specifically Corey in America. Bowie Jane, like it, uh, fucking Bowie Jane. Do we have this? Um, um, it's, uh, yes, we do actually. Hold on. Fucking Bowie Jane. There it is. Fucking Bowie Jane. Um, 
But now, and we'll bring it up a little bit later too, because Izzy and Jared have been going through their end game scenarios this morning. Um, Felicia does not account anywhere close to their end game at this point. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't blame them. I'll be honest with you. I kind of figured Suri was going to want to take Felicia out at some point. Um, regardless of, you know, the situation that Felicia is currently in with how much she's talking. Because, like, Suri knows that when she is going to be taken to the end because these people don't think she can win competitions. They're kind of right. And because of all that mess, right? Yes, Felicia won an HOH. It was the putt-putt HOH. Ain't saying a lot. Outside of that, right, Felicia, probably not the best comp competitor either. As yeah. we have. And I think Suri, in her mind, recognizes that her place in a lot of people's games, in terms of like where they see her in in-game, could also be filled in by Felicia. In that, you know, Felicia is an older woman, not great at comp, someone we could take to the end and cut near the end, that's going to be loyal to us. And, you know, Suri's very perceptive. She understands how people look at the world and how they look at Big Brother, Survivor, whatever. And if she, you know, she's recognizing that, yeah, I need to make sure that anyone who could fill the slot that I am to these other people is gone. And I think that's why she's, and, and that'd be one reason, even if without the talking, I could feel like her doing it, plus the talking, it's another reason. So Suri's just picking it up early, as she always does. Here's my little thought on Felicia 3. I think this was bound to happen because Felicia, she doesn't know how to stop talking. And Sari being someone who plays these games knows better to when it's, when it's time to talk, when it's time not to talk. And Felicia is a watcher at home and she's like, if I was there, I would do this. If I was, if I was, if I was, I would do this and I would do this. And she's a straight shooter in life. So she's like, I'm not going to hold my tongue in this house for nobody. I'm going to keep it real and do me and blah, yeah, yeah, all of that. But you can't do that in this house because it turns into you being controlling and bossy and 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 annoying because now you're being like everybody's mother. You're already older. They already see you as the mom of the house. And now you're acting like the mom of the house. The The fine line is for you to be the mother of the house without acting like you're the mother of the house. I can cook in the house and I can make sure everybody's eating. I can make sure everybody, you know, is, is the house is cleaned up. I can make sure that the stuff is being done. That we, But when you're turning into the nagging mother, go to bed. It's three o'clock. Why we got to be up so late? Why we got to do this? Why y'all doing this? Oh, you going home. Oh, I'm telling you the truth. I I mean, she is. What are we holding it back for? Why we hiding it? We got to, you can't play those games like that, especially when you have no power. And the fact of the matter is she feels very comfortable because she had power. Then Cameron had power. And now Jared has power and nobody's looking at her. But now the tides are turning and everybody's getting sick of Felicia's version of being the mom of the house because she's becoming the nagging mom of the house. Rhea is still the mother of the house, but not in a way where they feel like she's telling them what to do. The only person she's really telling what to do, and even he ain't listening, is her own son. And she got a right to tell him what to do because she gave birth to him. So I'm going to tell you what to do. But everybody else, she don't. she's not like, y'all need to go to bed. Y'all need to do this. Y'all need to do this. This ain't right. This is gross. This ain't clean. You got to clean this. You got to eat this. You got to go here. It's so, you can't do that in a house full of 20, 30 year somethings. You know what I'm saying? Who left their parents behind. They didn't come here with their mama. They ain't come here for that. They came here to be on their own and do their own thing. And so Felicia is not playing the fine line game that she needs to play. And so therefore now it's coming back to biting her in the butt. And even 
Because, like, I don't fault her for trying to play her own game outside of Cerise. She should play her own game outside of Cerise. She should try to make connections with other people outside of Cerise. And, you know, but the fact of the matter is, and this is no fault of of Felicia because she didn't know Jared is is Cerise's son. She don't know that. But she just happened to fall into the trap of telling the wrong person something that about Cerise that got back to her. And, you know, that's the game, unfortunately. But she just has a way now of making it uncomfortable for people because she's getting too comfortable and power hungry and like very like I can just say what I want to say and you just got to deal with it. It's yeah, it, it's not going to work that way. And so this has got caught, got her in some very hot water and some um, oh, in a bad way. I don't know if, she's going to recover. I think she's becoming the target that people are really starting to look at, like only because she's getting on their nerves. She has to calm down, but I think it might be a little too late for that, in my opinion. I do worry about her position, you know, long-term with a lot of people, especially with where I think if, you know, because right now we've seen Izzy, Jared, and Shree are all kind of like factoring her out of their in-game plans, you know? If they factor her out, who's going to take her to the end? You know, who's going to want her to be there? You know, I don't think Felicia's going to have a problem making it to the jury as of right now. But I could definitely see like a week eight, a week nine situation where it's like, oh, we're target one. Well, let's go ahead and just get Felicia out of here. Exactly. Like someone wins the veto, takes himself off the block. Oh, we'll put up Felicia. Oh, if Felicia goes, okay, like... Yep. If, if, if there's a universe where like it's blue versus Felicia, oh, uh, we want blue to stay. So we'll, we'll t- this seems like the right time to take out Felicia. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of reminds me of like when Indy went home last season. Of like, Mary, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, no, you're you're 100 like, correct. That's a situation that I could see it happening where Indy's on the block. Not exactly who we wanted to go home this week, but oh well, it's just how it's going to have to work. But we don't really see a game future with Indy involved in it necessarily. Like, if right. she goes or if she stays, it's, it's whatever. Whatever. Exactly. And, I mean, I don't think Felicia's going to be number one on anybody's target list, but I can, like, especially in a world where, let's say, America wins HOH next week, and she does follow through with putting up Felicia and Suri, I mean, let's keep it 100. Half that house is going to save Suri with the veto. So, I mean, when, when you see Ceres off the block, unless she's up against Cameron, at this point, do you think anybody doesn't stay over Felicia? Probably not. And the, only, the only, I was going to say the only other person that I think maybe people would take a shot at would be America. Yeah. yeah but age, you know, because she's the only person yeah. that said she's going to put oh, a trail. Yeah. If she's HOH and you know Cam and, and Ceres off the block, whoever she puts up against Cameron the Felicia, outside yeah. of maybe Cameron, uh, maybe Bowie Jane. I was and gonna say maybe fucking Bowie Jane. Bowie, maybe yeah. Bowie Jane. If Mo, if if Cameron or Bowie Jane is up there, when a lot of people, I mean, for one, Bowie Jane is coasting, right? She's not even floating. She is just no. coasting, having a good time in the house, right? Yeah. And you know, hey, I wouldn't do that. But fair play to you for doing it. Whatever you're allowed to do, whatever you want in that house within reason. Bowie Jane has made it very clear that she she just wants to make jury. So as long as she makes jury, she's fine, and she's gonna make jury, and that's perfectly fine. But if Bowie Jane sits next to Felicia, Bowie Jane can go. If Cameron sits next to Felicia, Cameron will go. If anybody else sits next to Felicia, it might be Felicia because they'll be like, "What's the point? We can't keep her over this person and this person." You know, it's nobody else in that house who would leave over Felicia at this point. And that's kind of sad because Felicia was very much at the top of it where nobody wanted to put her up in the first place. And now she's at a point where everybody's like, I mean, if she go up, she go up. And if she go up, she can go home. It's fine. Nobody, no real, you know. But that's the thing though. I feel like Corey and America, right? Don't think of her that way, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to come down to one of those things of if Felicia is perceptive enough, to jump ship from the Suri family to Americori, if that's even still a thing next week. Again, we'll talk about it. But like that duo, or maybe like just get away from that side of the house entirely, right? 
then maybe she could hang in there longer and become that for a different portion of the cast. Mm-hmm. But that's also going to depend on America and Corey, if they're going to still be working together f- for the long term. It's also going to depend on if Felicia can f- have a good enough of a read to sense her position. And that's a really tough thing to do in this house sometimes. Very true. And speaking of the America Corey of it all, yeah, I think this is a good way to jump into that. I, because- I was, I was going to say as well, yeah, let's shift. Let's shift there. Because, I mean, we've seen Corey... Just constantly throwing America under the bus, and then the moment someone decides to come after America, he's like, "But wait!" And it's like, "So you're the only person that can do anything or talk shit about America?" Okay, noted. America's finally caught on. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness, and she realizes, yeah, Corey gave, gives me virtually no, no game information. I'm nope. finding out everything I need to know right now from Serene, from Izzy, from Felicia. You would think if I'm duoed with someone, maybe they would be the one to tell me things. Mm-hmm. She's even finding out from Matt mm-hmm. over, and Matt's been talking shit about her too. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's just like, I think, I think we said it on Monday. Um, we're going to say it again. America, we have a problem. We have a problem. I don't think, I, I, I'm starting to not think America is long for this game, unfortunately. After, you know, again, theoretical road red goes home tomorrow right i think america is probably like second or third most likely to go home the next week and that sucks because i really enjoyed her as a like as a game player as a character on the show she's been great but like again i don't really think america leaving really weakens anybody's game even Corey's. i think Corey honestly would probably be in a better position if america wasn't in the house so like I feel bad saying it, but I do think if America leaves, it kind of becomes easier for a lot of people to keep going. America. Girl, you in danger, girl. You are in danger, and your duo is screwing you up even more with the crap that he talking. And then we'll try to turn around and say, but no, 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 not America. Even though I just say it, it should be America, but I really don't want it to be America. And I love that she caught on. I hope, I, I, I do like America. I think she is a fun person in this house to watch on feeds because she is everywhere. She's like talking to people. She is moving around. And I want, I want it so much for America. I thought, I was hoping America, Mimi, Corey, could possibly link up and get that trio business started. I it was, still think it's possible. It, it is always possible. Here, here's, here's my scenario. Because of where everything is happening right now. I, I, it, it, there's a lot of people that are like, I don't necessarily feel as good with Sari as I want to. Mm-hmm. I think if all of those people actually talk about it, I think there's a universe where we could see America, Corey, Mimi, Felicia, and Jag form this counter and probably for for numbers sake, pull in Bowie and Cameron for now. And go against that core. The problem with that is that requires all of these people to be on the same page. And they Mm -hmm. won't be. And they never will. The only... Okay, I could see that maybe happening without Cameron. I agree. I, I don't think Cameron will be involved in this whatsoever. Cameron has been the house target for two weeks now. Virtually three. I think Um, if they need a number... They know Cameron will go against what's happening because they know that Sari and Co are targeting Cameron. So if there's someone going against Sari and Co, I think Cameron, if he is available to be a number to be used, I think they will use him for a short term. But I agree with you. I mean, he has been the house target now for like three weeks. Yeah. And then on top of that, too, you also have to think about like, where does Izzy stand in all of this? Because yes... She has been pretty loyal to Suri and Jared for since the beginning of the game. But even here lately, she's been talking about maybe jumping ship as well. We and- gotta 
yeah, yeah I we mean, gotta... we'll talk about that now when we're like here with it. Yeah. Yeah, she had a storeroom conversation with the camera this morning where she's like, I don't know. I know I should probably turn against Suri and Jared, but it would make the experience of the house worse for me. And so now she's kind of going back and forth. She's like, I need to start playing my own game, which is what I've been wanting to see from Izzy. It's like, mm -hmm. I want to see Izzy. I want to see what Izzy can do separate from Sari and Jared. And I don't necessarily think she will inherently go against them yet. But I think, I think it's, I think we're, we're starting to see, I think the next couple of weeks of power are going to be really, really interesting to see what, specifically happens in that and the, regard. And I think that's the other really cool thing about Big Brother that's always been there is that unlike Survivor, where eventually it's one group gets in power and unless something crazy happens, that's typically who stays in power for the rest of the season, right? You have every week, there's that tiny itty bitty chance that like Cameron or America or whoever, somebody who's not in a good position, can win HOH. So it's really going to come down to one, what's the comp? Because we don't know what the comp is yet. But two, you know, who's going to be able to rebound from their position if anybody's going to? Or if, you know, Suri, Jared, I mean, Jared can't win HOH, but like Suri, Izzy, one of them wins HOH. Or if it's going to be one of the underdog groups that has to like try to find their way back into the house dynamics. Also, uh, can we just do a quick talk about Mimi real quick? Please. Okay. In a house where everyone, and I mean everyone, has been a target, okay? Has been somebody, I, if I win HOH, that's who I'm putting on the block. Everybody's name at some point has been out there. Except for Mimi. <laughs> and when I'm watching that, and th this is going to be a terrible comparison on the surface level, but it's really giving me Steve from BB-17. Like, lay under the radar, keep my name safe, keep my name out of other people's mouths. Hasn't had to win a comp yet, good for her. Hasn't been anybody's primary target, isn't anybody's best friend, but she's everybody's, like, third or fourth best friend. And everybody is keeping her filled in, and she's making decisions that are smart for her game. This is the kind of game that people need to do when they are playing the floater game because she's floating brilliantly. She is giving me Steve. She is giving, I'm going to say it right now. She's giving me June song. She's Mother. giving me Allison. She's giving me a little bit of Maggie. Even she's giving these good, solid, consistent, floater game and i've said it before and i'll say it again i love when someone can float and float correctly and, and mimi is doing that and you know what the common thread that all of those people have in common except for allison logan they all won <laughs> and allison was a runner-up and the allison only reason allison didn't win is because june won <laughs> so I mean, and again, if you look at it, too, I mean, Andy Heron, same situation. I was right? going to say, yeah, Andy to an extent, like, yeah. And then it's also giving me a little bit of Dan Giesling on Big Brother 10. Like, his early gameplay, you know, was pretty similar to this. After the first week where he was in a bad spot, he integrated himself back better into the house, you know, worked his magic, and then he was good for a long while after that. And I think right now, if I was going to say somebody I think is destined to make it to the end of this game, it would have to be Mimi. Like, I don't see a world unless we get, like, a complete steamroll by the, the Fields family and all of that. And the final three is uh, Suri, Jared, and Izzy, where Mimi's not in the final five at minimum. I was about to say four or five. Well, so... Um, that, that brings me to another thing that happened today, but I want to round out the Mimi conversation first, because I think she's doing exactly what she needs to. She's showing that she's useful in competition. She was third in pressure cooker. She's done very consistently well 
in the comps that she's competed in. She ran in her heels. Icon. She's created iconic memes, iconic moments. Iconic. That has nothing to do with the game. But what I will say is I think no, like you said, Brooke, no one's thinking about touching Mimi at all. And you want to know what else? She looks fabulous doing it every oh. single time. Oh. Face, face card never declines. My God. And her outfits every Thursday is something I look forward to. Like, what is Mimi going to be wearing? What new picture am I going to put on my profile? Because every week I change it to something that Mimi is looking iconic in. So I agree with you, Brooke. She is nobody's primary target. Like it was the one time where her name kept coming up when doing Felicia's HOH. And even that was like, maybe Mimi, uh, let's go to somebody else. Matt, Mimi, Red, Cameron, Mimi, America. And that Corey, Mimi. And then it was like, ah, not Mimi. Eh, it's going to be so-and-so. Yeah, and that was giving me very much the survivor of it all, of like, everybody could be a target. Let's weigh all of our options. And I don't even think someone they were like serious, like, yeah, this is who we should put up. It was more like, well, let's at least consider the option and see what that does for our games. Yep. That's another thing that Ceri's been doing the entire season is she has been weighing her options consistently, not letting the start of a week dictate how the week ends and not letting anything like that happen. Granted, the person who has been the target every week going in has been the person that's went home until this week. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing for one, Sari, or her game. Or two, it's a really good thing for Mimi because Mimi hasn't had to make any targets herself. Right. You know, she's just been... I don't want to say coasting because she's not coasting. No, she's floating. No, she's floating. Floating her way on, you know. Beautifully but, floating. Yeah, and to compare that to Bowie Jane, who is coasting. Coasting. Bowie Jane's not integrating herself with anybody. Bowie Jane's not anybody's number three or number four, except for Red and Cameron. And guess what? One They're of them tomorrow, and the other one probably isn't going to work with her when he's doesn't have Red there to hold them together. Mm -mm. Yeah. Fucking Bowie Jane. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting the way this is shaped out, and I'm loving it. I feel like the power is always moving; it's very fluid, more fluid than I thought it was going to be. And I think yeah. once Hysum left, the doors opened for it to be more fluid than before than ever before. And then it had to be fluid when Cameron won the HOH because it was like. He's the target. We wanted him gone, but we got to work with him now because he's the HOH. So let's figure this thing out. And it's just been moving ever since. So I I kind of that that's why I'm like, I'm not quite ready to give up on this season quite yet because it's still interesting. It's crazy. It's a lot of twists. It's a lot of turns. It's a lot of back and forth. It's annoying. It's reckless. It's all of the things, but it's entertaining to watch it sure it's some bad parts and i'm like ugh, you can really do without this part but overall this has been a really good season of big brother and even though the episodes are boring this is crap the feeds and the the drama it's not even big drama like fight drama like Oh my god, I hate you like season six where they yelling across or season 10 when they yelling across and we having a whole big house fight. I mean, not that I would mind a house fight, but we're not having a whole house fight right now, but it's still drama happening and it's little fires being set, like little fires around here, around here, and the seeds that are being thrown. Like one thing about this game and about these people, they are planning for weeks in advance with the little things that they're doing right now. Like, Sari has been planting for Felicia's downfall, mm -hmm. but not outright saying she gotta go. It's just like, you hear what she's saying? She said this, and everybody's like, yep, a co-signing and agreeing, and like, and then the stories come. She did this, and she said this, and she did this, and it's getting on my nerves, and I can't stand it. How come she gotta be like this? And it's like, she gotta go. She need to go. The whispers happen all, and this not go. It might not happen next week. It might not happen in two weeks. But three, two, three, four weeks down the line, 
the seeds that foolish, I mean, that three has uh, throughout there will take root and will start planting and Felicia's going to be in trouble. And all of everybody is doing that, which I kind of, I kind of love. Like as much as we talked about Riley back two weeks ago when she was there, she planted seeds that are now taking root. Heisen planted seeds that are now taking root. Now Saria's planting seeds that are going to take root and everybody is like, just falling into these plants and i kind of love that dynamic in this house so it's very interesting to see i love uh watching feeds going to bed waking up and seeing what changed from the few hours that i woke see, up i went to sleep what, was, what is now completely different yeah. it is now completely different i'm like oh i went to bed thinking it was gonna be uh jag and wake up and nope it's red it's like it's red oh. now yeah I love that. I love, love, love all of it. And so I know people aren't, some people aren't agreeing with the whole, they don't like the season. They don't like the way it's turned. I personally am enjoying the twists, the turns, the dynamics, the power shifts, the, the seeds being planted. I'm loving it. This is what Big Brother is. This is the game. And if you don't, or if you're not a fan of strategic foolery and nonsensical issues, then I, you're not really a fan of strategic games because it got to be some <laughs> nonsensical foolishness when you're trying to play strategic, you know, yeah. games. And it's just fun. I think the difference with this season, and we've kind of been saying it since the start, is like Ceri's impact really is make, is turning this season into more of a, a Survivor-style Big Brother season. And if you're a fan of Big Brother and Survivor, for the most part, you're loving this season. Yeah. A, because Suri is on it, but B, because this season really does feel a lot more like Survivor in the way people are aligning, breaking off alliances. It feels like we've finally gotten the sort of um, voting block mm -hmm. style in Big Brother, which mm -hmm. I've been wondering, you know, when is that going to happen? Serena in heaven. Mm -hmm. I think if you're not a fan of Survivor and you're just a fan of Big Brother, for the most part, you're not liking this season because it's, this. this is an anomaly season. And we said, I, I talked about it a little bit last week. It's like, is this season going to, is this season going to be considered an anomaly? when we look back a few years from now, or is this season going to start defining a new meta for the way to play Big Brother in future seasons? Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see it regardless. Mm -hmm. it, it, like we mentioned last week, it's literally Survivor Cambodia. Right mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Right? And, you know, factoring out Karong, right? Any season after that had part of, like, Cambodia's, like, essence on it, to a degree, right? And it's really going to come down to, are the seasons going to, you know change are we going to get this type of everybody is constantly in flux there's nothing rigid going on or is it just going to be you know what happened with cambodia which was 31 of survivor was such a really dynamic fluid game and then it never really returned to that forever you know it's it never really has went back to that i hope big brother is different in this situation because it is such an interesting thing to watch compared to, you know, Big Brother, like, 21 or, like, Big Brother, I mean, All-Stars. You know, we saw these big, mass. I mean, to a less degree, as much as I love the cast, you know, Big Brother 23, to a degree. It was literally just Big Alliance gets together, steamrolls their way to Oh, the yeah. Cast. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And... You know, 24, it was very weird circumstances that it's kind of hard to duplicate that. Mm -hmm. But, like, 25, it has not been that. You know, the first two weeks, the first two, first three weeks, the first two HOHs went home. <laughs> like, never has happened ever. It's because these people, you know, won the, won the early comp, put the target on their back because of how they behave. They got bad HOHitis, whatever. And now we're seeing that. Felicia, who's been HOH, is now starting to get in people's targeting ears. You know, we're seeing Cameron, who was HOH, is getting that way. Only person who's won HOH and has successfully managed to keep blood off his hands is Jared. And even then, his reign's not over yet. So we're going to see how that's going to turn out for him next week. Yeah. Um, so it's really been, there is no game of Big Brother that has played out like 25. And that makes me really happy to say. And I'm excited I'm, for I'm excited for the jury phase as well to see how this how this continues. I agree. I I feel like we always want to see 
like we look at 23 and like, is the game going to change? And the way that 23, is that going to be the new, you know, uh, way the, that the game is played? And it turned out, no, not really in 24 because they couldn't play the same way because it wasn't the same situation. And it was like different circumstances. Well, then it was like, oh, okay, is a game like 24 going to play out this time around? Could that be the success? Could that be the blueprint for the next age of Big Brother players following the Taylor Hill method? Is that going to be the new meta? Is that going to be the new way to win these games? And now we see in 25, absolutely not. That's not going to play out the same way because it's not the same people. I feel like we need no two seasons are going to be alike. I know we all say 16 ruined modern day Big Brother because of how Derek played it and how flawless his game was and like it but even to that point nobody has played a game like Derek played since 16. There's nobody who could say they played the same kind of game that Derek played. So I don't think 16 ruined it. It just gave it a new perspective. And I feel like each season after that is giving a new perspective on the game. And this season is going to give a brand new perspective on the game because it's going to be like, we could play the social game like Taylor Hill and win it that way. Or we could play this Survivor-esque type game that Sarita just introduced to us on Big Brother because it's like, it, like you said, voting blocks. We hadn't seen a lot of voting blocks happen. And it was like this thing, this, that, that. Or we could go back to a Tyler game and make sure the HOH at the beginning is sets the tone for the rest of the game. But you still have he still had to finesse that and he still didn't win. So it's kind of like, hmm, how do we combine all of these great plays and these great players and this great gameplay to match to come up with this, I guess, blueprint of how to play Big Brother? And guess what? I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think there ever will be a blueprint on how to play Big Brother because everybody is different. All these people coming together are going to have different reactions to different things. So I just feel like instead of waiting on trying to figure out the blueprint and the meta for the next season, enjoy this season for what it is. And then let the people who come in on the next season pick and choose how they want to play it. And then we'll be sitting right here next season like, oh, my God, either they're playing it like this and it's great or, oh, my God, they're playing like this and this is so horrible. But it's still their way of playing it and it's going to work out how it works out. It's just I just feel like this dynamic is just interesting. It's just a very interesting dynamic in this house. I'm enjoying watching it. I'm enjoying mm -hmm. it as well. So that's about it. Yeah. I mean, we've got one more day until the eviction. As of right now, Red will be leaving by a vote of eight to two. Uh, not on his birthday, but two days after his birthday. Mm -hmm. so, mm. birthday. <laughs> I can't believe that two days after his birthday, you all would blindside him like this. I mean, it is his birthday year. How dare you? It is his birthday decade. This is birthday so... year, and that is rude. But as Izzy say, the hats have been off, the balloons have been deflated, we move. We ate the cake, we move. No, so I'm I like, that was, period. Oh, I thought that was Felicia. Is <laughs> he said that? Is well, that's what I saw. I'm like, well, I no, love that. No, it, it is. You know, he's going full Trina Vega with that birth week, but it's okay. It's okay. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us for this recap of uh, Big Brother 25. We will be back as always on Friday to talk about the eviction, the new HOH, what we know so far. So join us for, uh, Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern for that, and make sure to join us also next week on Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern and our normal Wednesday time slot at 3 p.m. Eastern as well. Hit all the buttons except for the dislike. Uh, get your merch. Link in the description below. Cup mug. Cup mug. And uh, thank you for joining. Follow, yeah. like, share, do the things, and the other things. And additionally, the other things. And also, if you like Drag Race and you haven't uh, subscribed to the main channel, uh, go ahead and slide it over there. We just broke 900 subscribers this morning. So uh, if you want to help us get to that goal of 1,000 by the end of the year, then go ahead and slide over there and hit that big red subscribe button. Period. We would love you for that, and we appreciate you for doing it. Yep. 
Cheers. Cheers. From way outside the Big Brother house, we've been the cup. Love yourself. Who? Good night, house. Hey. Stay. I say who? Who? Hey.